Elevator going down. You are now entering the field level. Y'all, it's over. That round one is finally done. We, we were waiting. We were anticipating. We wanted to get on ASAP and just kind of go through a draft recap uh, of round one, which is a bit, which, it was pretty interesting. I mean, you had some stuff that you pretty much knew that was solidified. Then you had some things that are, you know, was almost like a surprise, so to speak. So I'm here joined once again with uh, CT and Quan, and we're just going to talk this thing through. So basically what it looked like at the top of the draft, I would say, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but the first 10 picks pretty much went as anticipated minus maybe one or two additions that we didn't expect. But for, as far as the first hit, it pretty much was who we expected it to be, uh, not in the exact order. But it was pretty much the guys we expected to see in the top 10 go. Um, the only person I think that kind of threw us for a loop for a second there was Andrew Thomas to the Giants. I think that he went a little bit early. Quan, uh, what do you think? I 100% agree. He was not one of the predicted top tackles on the board, especially not at number four. But, hey, I guess they got their alignment at the you know, same position, just not who we expected. Right. And like like CT, I don't know if you like how did you feel about it? Did you feel like for the most part it was pretty much what we thought it was gonna be, or did somebody in that top ten kind of surprise you, or was it pretty much, you know, per the usual? You know, um Andrew Thomas was surprising. I think he's one of the better athletes at that position in particular. So I'm not mad about that pick. I think there's a lot of potential there. And I think they uh found their guy. Um other than that. Just uh, scrolling through to look back, everything else looked on point. You know, yeah. we I was a little salty about Arizona taking Isaiah Simmons, but I also respect them for that decision because it's a need and it's definitely going to be a problem within the division. I would say the only other one, just to, to quickly say, is C.J. Henderson. Maybe yeah. went a little bit earlier than expected. Yeah, I, I definitely see that being a little bit earlier than expected. I think that that's somebody – honestly, though, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I, I know – He's not Quan's favorite as far as his tackling ability. <laughs> but um, as a cover corner, um, he's, you know, he's probably the best cover corner in the draft. Um, so I, I understand it. So I, I'm not too mad at it. I think an interesting point would say that Isaiah Simmons came out and basically said he's built to stop George Kittle. And I thought that, that was very interesting. Mm. Very interesting statement coming in as a rookie. And you take a shot at arguably the best tight end in football. And he very well might be true because he does have the intangibles to be able to move around from nickel to, you know, the, the, the safety position to the outside backer position. He can cover a multitude of positions. I believe he's a, definitely a special, special player. And I think uh, Arizona will have a really good player for years to come. Um, going forward, I, I know I said this on the pod earlier, um, I, I had Henry Ruggs going to the to the Raiders, and and it didn't catch me by surprise. I, I said on the pod earlier, if you guys took a listen to it, um, basically I was like, hey, uh, gut feeling is telling me that uh, Henry Ruggs is going to be a Raider. And I know that Quan is our resident Raider, so I just want to see, like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with the pick, man. It's not – he's not the receiver I personally wanted. You know, I really wanted C.D. Lamb. I thought he was a – perfect Raider, but um, I'm, I'm glad we got one of the big three because that is a position of need. I'm glad we took care of it with our first pick. Um, you you did hit the nail on the head, though. You called Ruggs. I just, I know deep down, I was saying to myself, I heard John Gruden on an interview a couple of years ago, and he said, 
or maybe it was last year, and he said, I want my own version of Tyreek Hill. And I guess he wasn't playing. <laughs> I guess hmm. the thing now, though, is that we got to get your own version of Patrick Mahomes because it does nothing <laughs> to have a version of, of Tyreek Hill if you – I mean, and this is no shade, but, you know. No, that no that that is facts. But we all watch – well, I, I watch more rated football than y'all, of course. Definitely. But, but <laughs> def, Right, definitely. But we've all seen Derek Carr – he doesn't take that those chances, but he does throw the intermediate to short routes. And if he's thinking, well, maybe if I can get it to rugs, he could take it, uh, you know, 10 to 60 like he did against uh, – what team did he do that against? Was it Mississippi State or Arkansas when he split the whole – Yeah, it was one of those. I can't remember. It was okay, so boom. So maybe maybe they're, they're thinking that. But regardless, Pat, you hit the nail on the head. I'm glad we got one of the big three. Yeah, and, and, and I think that that's somebody I believe, honestly. Like you said, he is one of the big three. Huh. Um, he's actually one that I'm not as concerned about when you talk about, you know, receivers going in the first round and those guys that could be potential for lack of a better term bust. Um, he's one of the ones that I'm really not concerned about. I think he'll, he'll have a really great career. I think that he has some really great intangibles that could, you know, you know, give him what he needs to have an illustrious career in the NFL. Um, really quickly, it's hard for me to do this next part I want to do because I don't see it. Um, but, you know, many times we go first-round draft, you know, winners and losers. Um, if I could be honest, I didn't see a lot of losers. I, I did not see a lot of guys that lost in the first round. Like, you know, it was some guys that you're like, hmm, head scratchers, but I didn't really see a lot of losers. But if I had to choose a loser, like if you put a gun in my head and say choose a loser in the first round, mm -hmm. um, I probably would go Green Bay Packers. Only reason being, <laughs> um, once again, I want to point out, I just have to kind of give myself kudos. I called this. Episode five of the field level, I said the Green Bay Packers are going to drab Jordan Love. I said it. Me and Quan had a spat about it. But I, I just felt that that was what was going to happen. Uh, and the only reason I make them the loser is because it doesn't get them better right away. Right? It, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a sexy pick. It's not a pick that uh, is going to get make them a better team in the 2020 season. So that's the only reason I make them the loser. But other than that, I feel like everybody pretty much won. I mean, CT, I, what do you think? Um, I agree with you. It's, it's not the the sexiest pick for sure. Um, I felt like everybody pretty much attacked their needs. Every Everything that was logical in our eyes, I guess you could say potentially New England. You lose, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time in a lot of people's eyes. And, um, you know, obviously, Quan's been very passionate about, you know, their potential starting quarterback for this season. Um, uh -huh. But did you get better, you know, thus far? And I think we can all say that so far they haven't. I mean, I, I know they acquired some mid-round picks that could be beneficial, but I'm not really sure if that's going to be um, what we expect it to be for them. So I think right now they would probably be the loser. Uh -huh. What do you say, Quan? Uh, if I had to pick a loser, you know what? I, I can't even say that the Dolphins lost because they got the, the guy who they think is going to be the franchise quarterback, but their last first round pick, the head scratcher, from, it was a, it was a scratcher, but, but I'll say this, uh, when, when that pink went in, I had the Dolphins roster pulled up on my phone. Cause I was trying to figure out what I'm going to do before they turn the card in as far as guessing it. And they have Xavier Howard, who we talked about on the podcast as well a couple episodes ago. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. They signed Byron Jones. So they have two of their best corners on the outside. And a scout was saying that the Dolphins took this, I can't pronounce his last name, but I'm going to just say the uh, the quarterback from Auburn, Noah, they took him to specifically probably just play nickel. And if they have that role carved out for him, and if they watch the tape when he only played nickel and it was good, then I can't really hate on it because if they, if they may have a vision for him. But just right off top, we're thinking, why would they take him? They got Byron and Xavier. Why would they do that? So mm-hmm. if, if I had yeah. to, like you said, if, the, if a gun was to my head and I had to pick, I'd say that just that pick alone in their first round hall was the head scratcher. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, and, and following that up, you go into the winner. Ah, it, it's it's tough. Um, if you if if I'm picking out a winner, um, I, I think I, I it's a it's a a two team race for me, maybe a three team race. I think the the Vikings had a very good first round. I think that you know you get Justin Jefferson, yeah, um, to replace Stephon Diggs, and then you come back and get Jeff Gladney. Great uh, pick, Jeff Gordon. Gladney. And and those two players alone, you know, they're impact players. So those are guys that can come in and, and make an immediate impact, absolutely, and, and do something that um, is very beneficial for those franchises uh, immediately. Um, the other team that I'm kind of sort of looking at would be the Chargers. Um, you know, minus, like I say, minus, um, well, no, the charge, I think going out, you, you get Justin Herbert, your franchise quarterback, right? And then you come back and get Kenneth Murray. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that solidifies the linebacker position for you guys. And I think that's something that they did an awesome job. The next team I'm going to say, and it's going to sound crazy because, you know, if you guys don't know me, CT and Quan literally talked throughout the whole first round. I'm gonna say the 49ers, um, uh, and it's going, and I want to explain why. Please, right? <laughs> um, I, I I just posted on Twitter not not too long ago uh, that I gave the 49ers a B, maybe B minus. But as I had time to sit with my thoughts and let it kind of mull over for me for a second, uh, Javon Kinlaw is a baller. Um, he is uh, Derek Brown minus the full-time consistency, right? Derek Brown does the same things Javon Kinlaw does. Derek Brown just does it on a consistent basis. If Javon Kinlaw can become consistent on on what he does, this guy can be a really, really good interior defense alignment, a really good interior defense alignment. Uh, Went back, kind of watched a little bit, and when the Brandon Ayuk pick came up, I'm going to be honest, I I didn't like it. I, I, I didn't like it. You know, we passed up. You know, Jerry, CD, we, we passed up those guys. And then we trade back in to get Brandon Ayuk. But when I heard uh, TJ Hushmanzada say, this guy reminds me of Chad Johnson. Now, one thing is, is that I think he's putting a little much on it because Chad was a route technician. Fast. Straight up. And I don't see that with Ayuk. I mean, he's a he runs a slant in the face. Well, you know, and that's all he was actually doing at Arizona State. So you can't really fault the guy. Uh, he runs a slant in the face. But he does have speed that is not comparable to the four or five he posted. Absolutely. Um, and I know that the comp, the, the comp that the NFL Network was giving him was Robert Woods, right? Um, I probably don't agree with that, but yeah. But if you give Kyle Shanahan a guy who led the FBS, led college football last year in yards after catch, yeah, it, it could be its potential there. 
So I gave them the nod just because one, they had two picks, and the and now at the moment I don't hate both picks. That's fair. That's fair. So, I mean, I don't know, you know, Quan, jump in and, and and you know, who do you feel like were your winners of the day, so to speak? Well, um, if you want me to be honest, you took you took both of the teams I was gonna highlight, but that's okay because mm-hmm. we because we do our homework here. So I'm gonna go with the Falcons. They only had one pick in the first round, and they took A.J. Terrell. Mm-hmm. I thought when I made my corner list, he was cornerback number three. I had him right behind Henderson. Um, I wasn't going to do Henderson totally dirty just because of the tackling. But A.J. Terrell is who I wanted my Raiders to get. Mm-hmm. I thought he was, he is the perfect corner. He had that one bad outing in, the, uh, in his championship game this past year. But other than that, the dude is a baller. And the Falcons got him. And that was a position of need. And it was a, I don't want to say he was the best player available, but at the time, to me, he was the best corner on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, the Falcons do not have true font. They also don't have their other starting corner last year, which was Robert Alford. They are both gone. Right. So that was a great, a great pick. And it was a, a pick of need. So that was good. I'm also going to uh, highlight the Arizona Cardinals taking Isaiah Simmons. Pat, you touched on that earlier. Uh, that was big because just in our last episode last week, um, I, I said that I don't think the Cardinals believe in Hassan Reddick. Yeah. And Hassan Reddick actually got his, you know, he wasn't, he started at the beginning of the year, but by the end of the year, he was not starting. So now they get a guy in Simmons who can come in and play all types of possessions, um, uh, possessions, positions. He could do everything on that defense. He could actually, him and Buda Baker are going to be great chess pieces for whoever they play. Um, and that kind of hurts me though, because I really like Jalen Thompson, the, uh, the the other safety that was out of uh, Washington State. He's actually the uh, NFL uh, compository draft. He was a compository pick, uh, the supplemental draft. I'm sorry, NFL supplemental draft last right. year, and he came in and and got a starting position. But I, Isaiah Simmons, is a, a player you can't deny that. So yeah, go ahead. But, he, but you know what? He he might he might still start because Simmons I think is gonna move right in at, at one of those linebacker spots. And like you or like he said, he wants to take on the challenge of Kittle, which everyone in that division uh, knows that Kittle is the best tight end in that division. So that that was a great pick from scheme and just best player available. That was perfect. Um, and then I'm going to highlight one more team real quick. And I'm not going to talk about my Raiders, even though I really want to Raider Nation. Don't get mad at me. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. The Cowboys had yeah. a dream scenario. They don't even need CeeDee Lamb. And he fell right into their lap. Yeah. Like, that and and I I I text you guys as soon as the pick went in, I said that's going to be dangerous now because if I remember back when Amari Cooper was with my Raiders, he did damage in the slot. Yep. So now when Cooper and Michael Gallup, who are proven already, when they are on the field, boom, they got the nice two receiver set. If Lamb comes in the game, you just move Cooper to the slot, and nobody wants to see Cooper in the slot because he's like he he's. He's the more experienced Jerry Judy when it comes to route running. Right. So, the, and you still got, and don't forget, Zeke is still there. So, what are you going to do? Are you going to load? You cannot just load the box now. You're absolutely correct. So, so those are the three teams I want to highlight, man. They, they, they won with that one. Fantastic out the plastic, man. Yes, sir. Um, you know what? What actually stuck out to me was the New Orleans Saints. I like Cesar Ruiz. Um Mm. You know, I, I know that they had a uh, backup who came in, second-round pick last year, Eric McCoy, ended up winning this 
lost their center who retired. Um, but I really like this guy. I think it's a great fit for them, and I think it uh, fills a need. You know, if you look late in the season, Breeze was getting hit. You know, so yeah. um, any way that you can kind of help him out and give him a little bit of life in potentially his last season, I think that's really strong. Uh, the next one, I'm jumping around a little bit, but uh, I really like what the Chiefs did. I love this running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, did a lot of homework on him. Um, and some people co- compare him to uh, Brian Westbrook. Which is interesting. Oh, I like that. That was my guy back in the day for the Philly. Yeah, and I mean, that that's an Andy Reid type of back. So I think the way he can be utilized in that system um, can be huge. That really stuck hey, that's out. That's a good point. Um, good point. And then last but not least, um, I'm going to go with Obviously, Jerry Judy and the Denver Broncos, really interesting. Mm. I think mm-hmm. this guy could potentially be a walking 1,200-yard receiver. Um, very, felt very strong about that going in. Um, you know, and that was somebody I actually wanted the Niners to really look into and potentially pick. You know, but I think it came down to it's a personality thing. I think that you have to find the right personality to work with a Kyle Shanahan. So maybe that's why he goes in a different direction. Somebody who doesn't have that type of name as a Jerry Judy. Um, and he seems to do really well with those types of players. So I'm kind of justifying why he didn't go that way. But I, okay. I think that Denver um, got somebody who can solidify that receiving core just like they did in the 90s. So very excited for them on that note. Once again, you're, with, you're listening to the field level, the podcast of the West Coast. Um, I think one thing I will say, you know, we are what we call the podcast of the West Coast. West Coast football got a lot better today. Yeah. West oh, Coast yeah. football got a lot better today. I'm going to just run down the names for you guys really quickly. West Coast football, these are the guys that are now playing in either the AFC West or the NFC West. Justin Herbert, huh. Isaiah Simmons, Henry Ruggs III, Javon Kinlaw, Jerry Judy, Damon Arnett, uh, Kenneth Murray, Brandon Ayuk. This one today, and I'm uh, let me just touch this really quickly. Jordan Brooks, linebacker out of Texas Tech for the Seattle Seahawks at pick 27. You're talking about a guy played four years of college ball. Guess what? All conference, all four years. Wow. <sighs> all conference, all four years. Wasn't talked about a lot. Not a huge guy, only six foot, but this guy's a baller. Um, then, then you go down and you, you see names like, uh, the, the, the Clyde Edwards kid. So these are all guys that are in the AFC or NFC West that are arguably, I can say these are probably one of some of the most prolific names in the draft this year. Yeah, absolutely. And all those guys are playing on the West coast this year. So we're excited We're we're definitely happy about what's happening. Uh, so wanted to get on and just do a quick recap for you guys. Uh, not going to hold you guys long tonight, but look, we're excited about what's getting ready to happen over the next two days uh, here at the field level. We'll be here for you. Uh, we'll be back on Saturday night as the draft concludes, and we'll just do a quick recap of rounds two through seven at that time. But guess what? The draft is here. So we'll wake up tomorrow. We'll be excited again, hey, and we're going to work. We're working over here, so we'll have our uh, group chats going. We're going to get on the Twitter. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. Let's talk while this field, while rounds two and three are going on, we're going to be on Twitter and we're going to be able to have those conversations with you guys to see how you guys feel about what's happening. All right. So just stay with us here at the field level. 
We want to hear from, hear from you. We want to see what you guys have to say. Once again, follow us on Twitter at the field level one. And then if you really like this, follow us on our personal pages. <laughs> Me, myself, Pat, at Pat Paul at, um, on Twitter. We have CT at Clutch Coach CT on Twitter. And then we have Quan at Laquan W on Twitter. L-E-Q-U-A-N. Once again, this is the field level. Elevator going up. You are now leaving the field level.